This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in trucking, in the trades, and everywhere. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who are champions. I'm Shelley, and I'm Kathy. Today we have a more serious topic, but it's about a film that you definitely need to see. Human trafficking is a heinous and very profitable practice with profits into the billions of dollars. It can be found in North America in just about every city. We're trying to educate people about what to look for and ways to stop this terrible practice that enslaves people in the 21st century. Red Light is a cinematic fictional film about human trafficking. Led by their ruthless, hardcore, yet elegant leader, Queen Madame LeRae, played by Karen Waller-Martin, the 751 crew preys on female victims who are easy targets for abduction into a life of being a sex slave. These are young women who aren't paying attention. They're distracted by their cell phones. They trust too easily. They let their guard down. They're abducted, and once captured, they're forced into the sex trade, a life of abuse, and no escape. The ones who try to escape are called red lights. This film follows the strongest red light of them all, Brianna Holloway, played by Levita Cameron. She rallies for herself and other victims to find a way out of the vicious underworld of sex trafficking. This is an educational film everyone must see. It's an eye-opener for both parents and potential victims who can unwittingly be forced into a life of slavery. Red Light is a Lady Ninja Storm production. The film is written, directed, and produced by Levita Cameron. Karen Waller-Martin is the executive producer. Levita and Karen are with us today to talk about the film. Welcome, Karen and Levita. I really appreciate you being with us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. What a pleasure. Thank you, Shelley and Kathy, for uh, inviting us. Yes, we appreciate it. So I thought I'd start with uh, you guys telling us a bit about yourselves and what motivated this whole film, which is so important for people to really, really know what's going on with human trafficking today. Well, okay, I guess I'll start. My name is Levita Cameron, Mm -hmm. and I am the creator the writer, director, producer. Uh, I also star in the movie Red Lights. I honestly wrote the film, not per se, it didn't start out being about human trafficking. That wasn't the catalyst. It was more so Miss Karen right here, Walla Martin. And I wanted to give her character, her as an actor, a different type of role to play. So I was trying to think of a compelling character for her. So I thought of human trafficking and she could be this big boss. And then because I do martial arts and I've always been taught um, self-awareness, you know, about your surroundings, everything like that, it felt like a natural progression to delve deeper into the human trafficking market and to really make people aware of what comes naturally to me, but not to everyone else to be aware of their surroundings. So I wanted to shed light on it. And Miss Karen, she definitely delivered in her role as uh, Queen Madame LeRae, uh, the big boss of this whole human trafficking organization and this film. It's all fictional, but it makes you think that it's real when you're watching it. It's fictional, but it's based on what's really going on, isn't it? Yes, yes. Oh, scary, scary stuff. 
Karen, tell us about your background. Who Absolutely. are you? What do you do? And mm-hmm. what was it like to to play a, a madam in, in this? Yes. Yes. Uh, Karen Waller-Martin, thank you again for um, inviting us. This is a, truly a pleasure um, to be here. My background um, is, it started in fashion years ago when I was a young uh girl um, and then theater and now film. I grew up in basically as a theater baby, if you will, and uh, graduated, I guess you could say, into film. So I, I'm an actress first and then I started directing and producing projects and uh, Levita, I do a lot of, I play, just so you know, I play a lot. I always get cast as these the teacher, the mother role, you know, the principal, you know, the good girl, so to speak. Mm, And Levita noticed that. Actually, we were on set on a a short film we were doing that Levita was, um, No Games is called. And again, on on No Games, I played the the mom. And Levita said, I want to see you in something a little more racy. I'm like, yeah, I want to do something a little more racy as well as do comedy. And so Levita created this character, uh, Queen Madam Larray, and said, uh, Miss Karen, I need you to, you know, get into this role. Oh, Queen Madame LeRae is a beast. I personally, as Karen Waller-Martin, I hate this woman, okay? And, and, the, and the audience is going to hate her. But at the same time, she is fierce. She's in control. And unfortunately, at the sake of these women, okay? So she she's even in control. All of her, her team... It's all men except one. No, she has two women also as um, ploys, I guess you can say, because sometimes women trust women and unfortunate uh, those women that they're trusting is on the wrong side. They're on they're on the um, human trafficking side of things. And that is how we actually um, in the film, we use a lot of women to get the women to trust them and um and there's the men lo- lurking behind them, just, you know, ready to grab them up. And uh, again, this is fictional. So right. my Karen Waller-Martin has nothing to do with, disclaimer, um, human trafficking. This is all fictional <laughs> um, film. So, but, yeah. <laughs> can I just say something? You know, uh, I volunteer with uh, Operational Underground Rescue with uh, Tim Ballard. And I watch a lot of, you know, uh, things that come through through that. And what you just said reflects directly what is reality, what happens. A lot of the times uh, youth will go into youth, like young girls will go into youth, like uh, youth centers or, you know, um, drop-in centers for, for mm-hmm. teenagers. And it's the young girls who approach other young girls mm-hmm. um, to uh, kind of like as bait. They, they're used as mm-hmm. bait. Yes draw out the ones from the from the from the shelters from the centers to bring them out hey and and because these girls are already vulnerable well they're going to trust more a young girl than they would a guy sure yeah yep so what you just said it was reflecting in this movie is actually Mm -hmm. happening oh it really is Mm-hmm. And and you know, Karen, if if uh, everyone hates your character, you've really done your job. You know, yeah. she did. She did. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, where is this movie set? Uh, is it in a big city? Is it a brothel? What is it all about? It's in a big city. I guess it's. We didn't say, but it did shoot it in Philly. 
Mm-hmm. So different urban areas, but it's it's kind of low key. Like as you're watching it, it's, the scenarios where kidnappings happen, it wouldn't seem like it's anything out of the ordinary. Happens on regular streets, regular like bank tellers, regular supermarket parking lots. The kidnappings mm-hmm. are just normal situations that people do every day that you don't think you could be picked up. Like going out on a date from online dating, things like that. The sort of scenarios are just so everyday life. Like the scenarios are definitely everyday life. And uh, again, these women are, have blinders on. And right. my crew know that. They, uh, we all know that these women are, they're basically telling them they're stupid women. Like, exactly. come on, like open your eyes, stop being so naive. And these women are so naive and it's reality. It is reality. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and you know, like Levita, that's what we're trying to know, teach them, teach the audience the as they're watching it. How at the Mac machine or coming out of the supermarket, going into your trunk, putting your bags mm-hmm. in your trunk. It's just unbelievable. W- walking, just walking down the street with your, your book bag and your cell phone, and you're not paying attention to anyone but the phone conversation or the text messaging or what have Mm -hmm. you. Oh, yeah. And people do that all the time. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. People walking zombies, you know, Mm -hmm. I've watched them in big cities. I'm surprised they don't run into each other on the sidewalk, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they don't have any situational awareness. So it leaves people very vulnerable, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. I want people later to see after watching the film, I want them to go out and and think second, have a second thought about doing like on their phone while they're crossing the street or doing whatever. Just mm-hmm. be better aware to not do certain things. Like, remember, I saw that happen in red light. Like, oh my goodness. And then they start being more, I don't want to be paranoid, but be on your toes and pay attention. Yeah, because they could be abducted and put into a situation they can't get out of. And when they try to get out of it, they're called a red light and severely punished if they're caught, I'm sure. The red light itself is uh, in the organization. Women that fight back, our crew call them red lights. Yep. So when we're aware of a red light, we communicate, look, she's a red light. Let's, you know, stay on top of her because red lights are basically uh, trying to escape, so to speak. And they put up a fight. And that is um, what the organization that we have to be aware of. I would tell my men, look, she's a red light. OK, well, no, we can't. We can't. We have to train her more before we actually sell her, you know, because she's a troublemaker. And Levita's character, because Levita is trained martial artist, she is that main red light that's trying to fight back, trying to get the girls to fight back, trying to escape, trying to help the girls to escape. Mm-hmm. Levita is the red light that we're yep. all um, the hero. Trying to be aware of. Yes, the absolutely. Hero. She's the hero. Yes. She's the hero. yes, I'm the villain. Levita <laughs> is, the, is the hero. She's definitely the villain. No question. <laughs> so, Levita, in, in your character, are you abducted into this whole situation? And it's, it's all about your quest yes. Yes. to save the people that are there. Exactly. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I found myself, yeah, abducted, like you said, and I realized what's going on. Like, I'm a victim just like everyone else, but I don't want to succumb. I don't want to be broken in. But you portray this so realistically. Um, It's definitely candid content, though, but it needs to be. It needs to be an eye-opener for young women, teenagers, and parents. Um, It's rated R, correct? 
definitely yeah rated r mm-hmm. but it's but it's good for people even maybe teenagers to watch as well because yes. you know they take teenagers too right but these teens need to and see just, this they right. oh absolutely yes yes, yes. well because and teens, listen teens are watching um are rated movies they are trust me and they They are amongst themselves you know i again i'm i'm working with this elementary school for their their production of lion king and the the school goes up to eighth grade these seventh and eighth graders are are shocking some of the language that they have and some of the you know Mm -hmm. scenes that they're doing in the in the hallways and in the the stairways you know, so they are aware of sexuality um, mm-hmm. at, yes. at a young age, yeah. but they really need to be aware of human trafficking and yes. the dangers of that. The yes. dangers of it, yes. Well, just by the very nature of being an adolescent, uh, the fear is not something that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they think they're invincible and mm-hmm. they, they think mm-hmm. they know it all. Part of that is is the independence they have to assert, certainly. Mm-hmm. But it, they can be so vulnerable. And from what I understand, teenagers, most of the, everything that they get is off of social media mm-hmm. and they can be so easily influenced. It's so scary. And that's where a lot of human traffickers are enlisting teenagers it's it's a huge market and it leaves kids so vulnerable and parents need to be very aware of all of that mm-hmm. absolutely youth are uh, the prime target especially the troubled youth because they're they're easily the easily succumbed you know by illusions of money or 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 these false promises of you know of a safe home or, or whatever it is that they're, they're dangling that carrot in front of their their noses mm-hmm. um i think this movie is going to be absolutely fabulous yes. for you yes. that it should almost Thank be you. shown in schools you mm-hmm. know especially because you know yes. that, that um because they don't seem to realize, like you said, Shelly, they think they're invis- invincible, that, oh, it'll yep. never happen to me. Uh, yep. Yeah, it will, because those predators are are searching everywhere. It's like they're soldiers of Satan, just kind of like mm. sniffing out the yes. ones that, that are, are the most vulnerable. Okay, let's get in there. Right. So I think like I speak a lot with youth. And once this movie comes out, I will be promoting this in my um, in my in my schools that I that I, that I talk to, because mm-hmm. I think it's so vitally important to be to raise your antenna to what's actually around you. And like you like you said, Levita, about you want the audience to. To, to be to, to be realizing that when they walk out to their car, well, maybe pay attention to the surroundings. Youth is is, is going to be the same. Like when you're walk when you're walking down the street, pay attention. Don't look at mm-hmm. your phone. What's around yeah. you? Maybe take a self defense course class. Yes. You know, yeah. This is going to be fabulous. I, I'm so excited. Oh, I think it's it's absolutely needed. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors. Coming up. Great leaders challenge their people not to stop at the first right answer. Tighten the Lug Nuts is the book that will help you move past that first right answer to be more effective, more productive, and more successful. This book serves as a blueprint that can be easily applied by leaders, entrepreneurs, truckers, owner-operators, all of us in our everyday lives. This is one of the best leadership books you can read to help you accelerate towards your personal and professional goals. Plus, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to truckerschristmasgroup.org. Visit tightenthelugnuts.com to order your copy today.
Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. The information your film is providing is so very essential today. Uh, people don't realize, and I was doing some research um, when we first started talking about human trafficking on this show, it's a $150 billion industry and i don't call oh, it an absolutely. industry it's just plain evil but i mean that's astounding evil evil street let's create a new word evil street yeah 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 oh, yep. it's horrible it's horrible and, and even in one of the scene well throughout the scenes my organization is so big i have other i uh, um, how can I say, uh, like a drug dealer, I am the, the supplier. Yeah. Like wholesale. So, yeah. Getting, yeah. Yes. So, sure. so, so yeah. I am at the, my house is the supplier, um, where other human traffickers are coming to my organization to purchase these girls mm -hmm. to do what, whatever they're doing within their organization. Exactly. Unbelievable. Now, when you were putting this movie together, did you actually talk to people who had been victims of human trafficking? I mean, how did you do all of your research for this? I had, I, I think the most thing the human trafficking I'd seen was like the movie Taken with Liam Neeson years ago. Okay. I wasn't even thinking about that when I watched it. I was just more so thinking about people getting kidnapped because I do martial arts. I'm thinking because we're always taught different scenarios doing at the dojo. They teach us different scenarios of how, because you know, you read stuff in the newspaper. You see it on the news, how, how a predator got someone, either for kidnapping or whatever. Right. And so I'm thinking of different scenarios and try to make it real life. Every modern times, what we have now, like or Uber rides and different things like that. And using, like Ms. Karen said, other females, just think outside the box and then tie all together to what they're going to do with these women, why they want to sell them, make it a creative way to you know, entertain the audience, but also teach them. Sure, absolutely. And if you can reach just a few teenagers mm -hmm. to be oh aware, yeah. and maybe they'll tell their friends, because they're going to trust each other more than they're going to trust an adult. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, they'll, they'll say, hey, man, you've got to see this film. Mm -hmm. We need awareness. And of course, parents need to be aware. I, I think that mm -hmm. there's a lot of naivete on the part of parents, too. Mm -hmm. Very trusting sometimes of where their children are going, who they let watch their children. Like, oh, you're just going such and such. Like, I have a 14 and 16 year old children and my daughter's 14. And sometimes she wants to go with her friends after school. I'm like, where are you going with who? What time? Where's it located? I need to know these things. And most times she doesn't even go to, go to any sleepovers. They go to friends' houses because I don't know the parents. I don't know who's in the house. So my daughter, I don't let her go. My son, for that matter, either. I just Good go for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. You. you just never know what happens. Sure. Mom, so I keep yeah. my kids close. I'm very protective of them. And they go you know, where I go or I may. That's about it. Well, and I heard that uh, they enlist 
teenagers in the malls. Parents will drop oh, yeah. them off thinking yeah. they're okay if they're in a group. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Oh. That's why I'm always the driver. Yes, designated driver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you yeah. know, another thing is to teach our children to memorize our home numbers or yes. the most important yes. numbers because with they know cell it. phones, right? You, you just, it's an automatic thing. I mean, I, and, and I'm so guilty. I have to look up my daughter's phone half the time. I have to, what's her number again? Damn it. <laughs> yeah. so, right? It's too easy with one click of a button, but if you lose your phone, yes. yeah. then yeah. what? Yeah. We're so, we're so lazy when it comes to our phones. When I was a teenager, I had to, I memorized every phone number, yep. every address. Yep. There was no cell phone. There were, we had to use the pay phone. And yep. so <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm aging myself right now, but we <laughs> are now in a society that we don't memorize phone numbers no. or addresses. They're dependent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it does. It, it leaves it. kids and teenagers very vulnerable because all they see is mom. Yes. For everything. And yeah. actually, you know, a, a, a good key um, to teach the teens and, and, and even adults, don't put mom in as mom because a predator may see that mom and use that to uh, your disadvantage. Um, you might want to put a different name under mom. That's a good dad, idea. Yeah. yeah. Instead of labeling it mom, dad, or mm -hmm. have you have your own codes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because once that predator takes their phone away and then, I mean, that that's their power, really. It's a big Absolutely. power. Yes. Is that that child feels or that that, that person, doesn't matter who, mm -hmm. uh, is their lifeline is their phone. Right. Can I tell you a, a quick uh, scenario? This happened. Sure a real scenario in the middle of us filming red light red light was already written we're in the middle of filming and my daughter and i uh well her, her name is star she's 30 she's also in the film and she's her name is kelly in the film she's playing um she was a victim but then it ended up she's on the opposite side she's on my <laughs> side she's so she's helping lure these girls so as you know, every week, whenever you're on a film set, we had to take COVID tests. So we go to the nearby drugstore to get our COVID test done. Um, and they um, pretty much know us. We're always there, you know, every other week, every two weeks or what have you getting tests done. So we pull up and the girl comes out this time. It, it was a small little trailer that we would go in to get our test done. But this particular day, she came out to the car and I said, oh, you're coming out today. She's like, oh, yeah. I just want to get some fresh air. You know, I'm in here by myself all day. There's no one, just me here. And uh, my daughter and I are looking like, does she realize she's talking to Queen Madame LeRae and Kelly? Like the two main women that kidnap, you know, you know, mm -hmm. get these girls. So she's, you know, we're complimenting her on her nails. She's like, oh yeah, I get them done. Yada, yada, yada. You know, just making small talk. And by the time she finished giving us our test, taking our test, we knew where she lived. We knew that the fact that she was there by herself for eight hours, we knew that there was no cameras around in this particular part of the parking lot. She was a, a victim waiting to be kidnapped. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Too much information. Sure. Too much information. And mind you, you know, she's regular, you know, we regularly learn, regularly see each other because, you know, every two weeks, every month or what have you, we're taking our tests. But this particular day when she came out again, we're small talking and yeah, we knew all that about her 
in that small visit of, of getting our test done. Unbelievable. That is scary. That it, it, you know what? I'm really glad that happened because that's something that you can use and um, because it's a real life scenario. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can yeah. use it. Say, hey, you know, we're yeah. talking, ladies, smarten yeah, up. Yeah. You know, be yeah. aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I can tell you something that happened to me, and I'd, I'd forgotten about this. Uh, uh-huh. I, was, I was in Detroit. I was um, covering a, a, a convention over at, uh, I was working for the, the press at the time, uh, at, at uh, what they called Coba Hall at the time in Detroit. And um, I, I took a cab back to the hotel. And I had a bunch of baggage and so forth that I had collected, uh, which required putting some of it in the trunk of the cab. And the cab driver was yakking to me and blah, 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 and just saying, you know, um, I could give you a tour and, and we, we need to go here and there. I said, no, going to the hotel is fine. And he was insistent. And I'm, I'm like, take me to my hotel. And uh, luckily, I had um, actually chatted with the doorman of, of the hotel when I first arrived, and, and he happened to be outside and the cab pulls up and and I have to get things out of the trunk of the cab. The cab driver wanted me to go somewhere. He did not want to give me my stuff. I proceed to start yelling at him and I was trying to get the attention of the doorman. Of course, I I have red hair, I have a temper and I can be very loud. And I remember (laughs) the cab driver, you know, uh, hanging onto this briefcase and the doorman comes over. He said, do you need some assistance? I Yes, I do. Thank you. And then, of course, the the cab driver backed off. But I mean, that just felt like it was going to be Mm -hmm. an abduction, you know? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely was. And I don't because think like he... he said he was insisting that he take you on this tour. Yeah. <laughs> and that gave me goosebumps. You know, that show me. Boy. <gasps> wow. Well, and of course, as it was all happening, I just reacted. And of course, I have a big mouth. I make lots of noise. And mm-hmm. I'm just good. <laughs> <laughs> and well, that's was... what you need, right? Yeah. To, to be yeah. vocal. Yeah. And I, I was taught that by my parents who had done a lot of traveling. Um, they, they basically, when I was growing up, said, you travel, you need to be aware of your surroundings, always. And especially if you're in a place you don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. And luckily, the doorman knew that I was a guest at the hotel and came to my assistance. And this wow. was in broad daylight, you know. Yeah, people tend to think that uh, abductions or, or anything like related to, to to human trafficking happens at the deep, dark recesses of night, some down down some dark alley where, you know, or but no, it happens in parking lots, in malls, in, in everywhere, in broad daylight, in front mm-hmm. of people. So do you actually go through those scenarios, uh, Karen and Levita, in, in the movie of how the, the madam gets all of her victims, essentially, her her slaves, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, we show about six or seven kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about online, um, l- like luring the victims? Online? We have um, a, that's a online dating one. Okay, good. Because mm-hmm. that's a big one. Big, yes, big one. Online dating one scenario, yes. Oh, I can't wait to watch this movie. Oh, my gosh. Well, you you think about it. Online dating is something Mm -hmm. people have found very acceptable. I I would think that they'd be cautious. But you could be anybody online. Mm -hmm. People misrepresent themselves all the time. It's so easy to be taken advantage of. Catfish. Yep. And for those who aren't familiar, catfishing is when you assume somebody else's identity. You use other people's pictures. You make yourself into somebody you aren't. It's scary. This is another reason your film is so important. 
People need to be aware and so very careful today. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Filming this, this movie had to be kind of an eye-opener for every single person involved. I mean, even for, for the makeup artist or for whoever, the, the, the lighting people or whoever's on set, even if you're, you, they, they might have thought, okay, I'm, I'm just going to go on set and do this film. But then once they actually get involved into the, the, the foundation of it, the bigger aspect, it had to be life-changing for every, everybody involved. And I think that alone, just the creation of it, Kudos to you, Levita, and I mean, Karen, just for for, for being part of this and raising yes. the awareness down to, um, you, you don't realize how far that ripple extends is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say. Yeah. Right? As we had to, um, as we worked on the casting process, especially the victims, I would ask them if they were okay being called a B or H or, you know, being disrespected or, you know, like sniffed or grabbed or gripped up or pushed down. Like those things might happen on set. So I had to make sure they were comfortable because I didn't want to trigger anyone that may mm-hmm. have possibly have been in a similar situation. They may have been raped or molested. Mm-hmm. You know, I just right. had to make sure they were comfortable. That was the requirements of the film. And on set, as far as the, the bad guys, uh, we had to make sure they were comfortable being these bad guys because it's not the actors we had were not in their nature to, to be this way that be like that, but we needed them off authentic so i need them to really delve deep into themselves and get the characters out mm-hmm. needed for the roles and it, i believe it came across really really well i know one of the characters we call him um creepy mark his name is mark on this played by uh, actor Dante sterling and his first, well, his, not his first day, the victim's first day on set with him. After working with him, they were really afraid to even take pictures, like behind the scenes pictures. Well, same thing with Miss Karen. They were afraid she was so mean to them in the character role. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, they were like smiling and joking around. And, you know, they had to make them feel comfortable. They were a little cautious at first. So she had to go and explain to them, that's not really me. I'm not really like this. Yes, wow. it was It was such an, a heavy subject when, 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 it's, when action, um, but then cut you had we had to lighten up the load we had to have fun we had to sing Mm -hmm. we had to dance we had to be silly in order for all of us to get through the process and i don't know if you've seen any of uh, the uh, you may have seen of course you've seen the trailer but you Mm -hmm. have to watch also some of our fun behind the scenes we had to make the behind the scenes much more lighter fun Mm -hmm. and and because the, the the subject is so heavy and, and, you know, the characters are, are going through some uh, serious situations. Sure. It's mm-hmm. such a terribly dark topic. Mm-hmm. I would think it, in some ways it was hard to not take it with you when you went home. Well, that's what, well, that is the reason before right. we went home, we lightened the load, we danced, yes. we sang, we just fooled around. Lots of that time. silliness. Yeah. Lots like they of were- silliness. 
It's like a debriefing. I'm excited almost. to be like, um, yeah. they call them happy holes on set. They were happy. It was, but they got into their character. They were, they were took it as an honor like, because they took it so seriously and they understood the dangers of it, of real life. But yeah. we need, like she said, to laugh, sing, dance, tell jokes, just crack up. Oh, and this sort of thing could be so very exhausting, emotionally, physically. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. B- because you know this is really going on in real life. And the fact that you portray your characters so realistically, that is going to get the message out there and it's going to educate people, which is hopefully another step at stopping this terrible evil trade that's going on. I mean, it's slavery. What? It is. It, it's just awful. And it's fun, you know, it, uh, it's funny how you said um, it was so the characters were so into their character that mm-hmm. people that don't know, say, for instance, um, uh, uh, people that don't know one of the victims when they watch this film, when they don't know one of the victims in real life, what, what? she is so stupid. She is so this is so, or, <laughs> or don't know me or don't know one of my men. They are going to look at us like, oh, my God. The, oh, I hate these guys. I hate these guys. And but. Those that know us, know us, know that, you know, mm-hmm. this is not something that we would do. The victim, uh, people that know the victims know, oh, they're smarter than that. It. This film, I just, I always say- And I would say- Lisa, I commend her for taking on the script, taking on this uh, project because it's it's needed. Oh, absolutely. Yes. You you were going to say something, Levita? Yes, as far as the acting goes, when we watch this film, I would say Miss Karen deserves some kind of award for her role, for her acting skills for this film. Like she really killed her role mm-hmm. as an as an artist. She definitely did. Thank I would say if anyone deserves an award for this film, be Miss Karen for her acting for Queen Madam. When's, when's it coming out again? Yes, I was going to ask that. This summer, the goal is to have it come out this summer, sometime okay. this summer. We'll keep you guys up to date. Yeah. We don't have an exact date yet. It's in post-production. And as you know, with the film, now we had over a hundred extras and the the film was a lot of uh, work. So moving parts. Oh, it is. A lot of moving parts. And so now this part, um, a lot of uh, uh, donors that, you know, contributed to the process because again when you do a film of this magnitude you still have you have to feed the the cast the extras and so forth Mm -hmm. so it took a lot of people to come on board to assist uh, monetarily (laughs) as well as you know um you know giving food or uh, catering and so forth so right now we're in post-production and now that is another process uh to actually get the film edited and we may have to do some adr work with it which is audio uh digital recording right and um yeah that's where we are with the project right now wonderful now where is it going to be distributed not sure just yet but plan to have a screening for it for sure last year we looked at Cherry Hill Theater went there to talk to the people. I like that space because it's big enough parking lot for people and it's a big enough theaters. One had like 400 seats. The other next door to it had 100. So I know it's going to be a whole bunch of people that want to see, waiting to see this film. Mm-hmm. So I would love to take it on tour. Like even screenings up and down the East Coast for some of the cast members who, you know, came, came from even as far as like South Carolina, Virginia, some people from Maryland, Delaware, we had Jersey people, New York. Like they were coming from everywhere to be in the film. And, wow. and we are That'd looking be- for distribution. So if it, yes. either um, Shelly or Kathy, if you have any leads in reference to uh, distribution, please let us know. 
Yes, please. Definitely. It would be lovely. It would be wonderful to be able to go to a Netflix or you know an Amazon Prime or mm-hmm. uh, that would be Peacock, the yes, Peacock, yes, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. and distribute yep. and stream it there. Because uh, so many people are consuming the movies and so forth uh, on demand on Netflix and yes. places like that. Mm-hmm. And you'd reach a lot of teenagers that way, for mm-hmm. sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the vulnerable, the people who are the targets so that they can get educated and then they can tell their friends. And mm-hmm. that would that would be perfect. I think what you're doing here is is so needed. And, and I want to commend both of you because uh, this is Thank you. you're saving lives. That's the goal. Yeah. You know, you're doing what you love, but you're doing something for humanity and making a difference. And that is so needed because let's face it, there are a lot of movies out there. It's kind of like, oh, why was that put together? You know, what was the purpose behind this? What you have put together will help people. And I I so believe in that. And we're actually uh, looking, we were in discussion, I should say, and turning it into a series. Oh, okay. So a, a, a yeah. mini series, whether it's, you know, a four part, five part, eight part uh, mm-hmm. series. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, I think that that would work. Well, look at the, what happened with the miniseries Breaking Bad, you know, mm-hmm. that that uh, really brought a lot of things out uh, about drugs. And mm-hmm. you really learn to really hate and fear the main character, you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was an eye opener, and and the, it showed a lot of the victims and uh, all the evil sides of it. Obviously, the, the money, um, which is pretty much what motivates everything, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yes, oh money. yes. In red yeah. light, uh, the money is definitely the number one motivation yes. in my organization. Absolutely, mm-hmm. money and power. Absolutely. Yep. Oh yes. And then you have your other. People that, in other words, other organizations that I'm selling to, of course, now they want the power. So you have to see how that all like plays. A power struggle. Oh, sure. It's a yeah, power struggle. Wars. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everyone fears Queen Madame Lorraine, even though she's older. You know, some of the guys are younger than her organization, but she is the one that they all fear no matter what. Mm-hmm. She's the one. Yes. Yeah, she, she doesn't play about anything. Wow. So I'm curious, Levita, did you like you, you do martial arts? You say, do you do yes. uh, any um, self-defense class for women at all? I do. It's called mm-hmm. actually my business is called one of a few businesses. That one is called Storms of Defense. So in the summertime last year, as we were raising money, we used the money from the classes to um, to work home. So we mm-hmm. went out in the park a few times last summer and was teaching classes to just not even women, women, children, men, whoever came out. Yes. Oh, I think that's fabulous. And that's something I, I really believe um, that women should take a class at some point. Yes. I've been wanting to take one forever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually am. I was I was supposed to go to Atlanta to do a day workshop with. Do you remember our guest um, uh, talk back Barbie Shelley? Yes. Yes. Yeah. With her. We're, she's a, the, an ex uh, Secret Service agent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so her and I were going to put together a workshop down at, in Atlanta and do half the day. The, the first part of the day would be on online uh, predators. Predators. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the, the second half would be the, the self-defense because she's she's got a few leads. But I, yeah, I have been dying to take a self-defense class because I'll tell you in, in my own personal life, I've been assaulted many, many times. Oh, no. And, oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, sorry to hear I'll, that. I'll have to send you a copy of my book. You, you'll, you'll, you'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I, uh, when I, there's a few times that I did try fighting back, it was like I was hitting rubber. Like I just, it just, it was so 
in my mind, it was so pointless to even try to fight back because the, the overpowering strength these men have, especially when they're in a rage. I mean, as a, I'm only five foot six, you know, it's like, holy cow, like, hey, what do you do? So yeah. to learn techniques, I think is vital or crucial or, or life-saving for, for women. And so what you're doing is absolutely fabulous. Yes. And I think that that's something that women should, should make a point of doing, right? I was, I was just going to say, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes a woman they may be intimidated because of the size of the the man or the other predator, but it is not even about the size. It's still it's about the technique and using it to your advantage, your weight, and everything. So mm-hmm. it teaches you different techniques and your skill to learn how to do it if you got a situations. Yeah. Uh-huh. And overcoming that fear because I yeah. know in, as a victim, uh, having this beast of a man come flying at you in a rage, you automatically think, oh God, I don't stand a chance. And so, and even that little pathetic punch or self-defense move that I was trying to do, it, it was pointless because I personally didn't believe in myself that I could fight back. So I didn't have the power behind the punch. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, yes. Empowerment, yes. Yeah, it mm-hmm. really has to be a mindset. Absolutely. I think. Mm-hmm. It really does have to be a mindset and something women need to learn today. I agree. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. TNCRadio.live is proud to carry the Steve Summers Overnight Drive Show. TNCRadio.live is dedicated to commercial drivers. We offer the news, traffic, and weather you need, and the entertainment, sports, talk, music, and celebrity interviews you want to hear 24-7. We have original shows and trucker podcasts that feature some of your favorites, like Ice Road Alex Demogorski and America's Truckin' Sweetheart Marcia Campbell. TNCRadio.live is convenient and designed for professional drivers. The best part is we're free, and you can listen anywhere you are on the road. With just one tap, you can tune into Steve Summers and us right on your phone. Simply download our app by going to app.tncradio.live. That's app.tncradio.live. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. You know, I'm surprised with phys ed in school that they don't have self-defense classes. That, that would make yeah. so much sense. Yeah, I definitely did not learn this in school. No, my dad is my first teacher, Alfonso Robinson, and then went under my uncle, Dr. Timothy Robinson. So our school is called Black Lion Fighting System. So that's what I've been doing since I was 11 years old. So that's why for me, this stuff comes like second nature because I've been doing it since I was a young child. Sure. So you would um, know what to do and how to react if, if somebody came at you. Yeah, it's you teach you to break bones, break body parts, like all types of stuff. Well, sometimes that's necessary if you yeah. have this big brute coming at you. Right. And most of the guys terrifying. that are my dojo are men. And it's just a lot of men in the class. And it's fine. Cause- so, oh, it's, it, it's on my high to, to-do list, definitely. So we can expect this movie in the summer. This is terrific. I would love to see it online, too. Um, I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. everyone needs yes. to see this. Mm-hmm. It's so appropriate. The timing is perfect because I think that there is even more human trafficking going on. Well, I know North America has it mm-hmm. in an astounding amount of it going on right now. And these are the kind of things we can ship away at that and create the awareness for both the parents as well as potential victims. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
our, our audience is mainline commercial truck drivers. And I mean, there's it's a wide variety, of, obviously. What would what a piece of advice would you give to the women truckers that are in the stops in, in you know, a lot of them are alone when they're driving and any advice that you would give to them? You know how they have those, what do they call them? Those self-defense weapons of disguise or something else. I would think carry something like that on you at all times. Just have something because you are by yourself. You might need some kind mm-hmm. of a small weapon. Even if you don't, even if you, for example, have a pen in your hand opened up with the cap off, you can use that as a weapon. Your keys, mm-hmm. anything yep. you have, sharp objects. You can use even a fork or a plastic thing. If something puncture hard enough on a person, it'll do damage. So something, just, you know, be creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. And it's what I happen to have in my hand. Even if I have sunglasses on, break lens out, you know, the framing and use part mm-hmm. of that. Anything. Sure. So a weapon could be anything. Anything you have handy then. Exactly. And I would recommend um, an emergency phone. You know, we have our everyday phones or what have you. Maybe have one extra phone tucked somewhere on you. Um, that way the the predator um, says, give me your phone and you're going to give them the phone that they see. They're not expecting you to have a second. That's a good idea. Phone. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's a very yeah. good idea. Yeah. Does it also pay to be kind of intimidating? I remember being in the Chicago train depot, train station, and I was putting some things into a locker. It was a, it was an isolated area and I had gone down there. I had purchased a brand new suit. I was going for an audition actually. And this guy comes out of nowhere and he says, I want your money. My hand is in my purse. And all I can think of at that moment was you mess with my suit. I'm going to kill you. So what came out of my mouth was you take one step closer. I'm going to kill you. He ran. And then I realized my hand was in my purse. Yeah. You know what you had? Gun. You can pull out. Yeah, you're so funny. Don't mess with me. Don't touch my suit. But but then you pull out. You pull out a hairbrush. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or throw something at them out of fear to catch them off guard. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good idea. You definitely, I like that intimidation factor because Mm -hmm. they don't know who you are. They don't know who they approached. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know what's. Yeah, I think I had my crazy face on. <laughs> yeah, so you have to put that crazy face on. You like, don't mess with me. Face. Yeah, exactly. think twice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're awesome. <laughs> well, and I remember just shaking afterwards, going, "What did I just do? What just happened here?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, to, you know, in every situation. And today you yes. don't know who might have a gun who's coming at you, mm-hmm. too. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, wow. um, I guess. For you. <laughs> but thinking on your feet, um, that, that's that got to be a skill, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As they teach us in a dojo, I'm sorry, um, the three Fs, like you either going to freeze, you're going to fight, or you're going to take flight, whatever one. Hopefully you don't mm-hmm. freeze any situation, but you might want to take off. If you get, get out of a situation, run away, mm-hmm. do that. If you have to fight, you're going to have to know something and get it fight for your life. The ideal is to, you know, be a survivor, live to see another day. Right. Go home. Any means necessary. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I can't wait till this movie comes out. And I definitely uh, let us know when it does so that we can talk about it as well. And where can people find your trailer? Where can they find more information about the two of you? This is just so marvelous what you're doing. Well, the trailer itself, uh, the official teaser that's out now is on our YouTube channel, Lady Ninja Storm Productions. Lady Ninja Storm Productions. Okay, great. That's the YouTube channel as well. It's on there. 
And I can be found on Facebook and Instagram, Lugita Cameron, or Lady Ninja Store, wherever you look, either or. Yep. One and my other? website, one more thing, is LugitaCameron.com. That's Lugita Cameron, just everything. Let me repeat that for you, just in case people didn't catch that. On Instagram, you can be found at Lady underscore Ninja underscore Storm. On Facebook, it's at Levita Cameron or at Lady Ninja Storm Productions. And you have a website, LevitaCameron.com. And Levita is spelled L-A-V-E-T-A. So there are a lot of places people can find you. That's great. Excellent. I really appreciate this. The, the, the two of you are doing such a wonderful service to humanity. And you're doing what you love, too, which is yes. very cool. And mm-hmm. I always uh, tell people, well, my name is Karen Waller Martin. There's thousands of Karen Martins, thousands of Karen Wallers, but there's only one Karen Waller Martin. So you can find me on all uh, uh, social media. Uh, Instagram, however, my Instagram was hacked, so I had to create a new one. So my um, existing Instagram is Karen underscore Waller underscore Martin. And again, um, I am Googleable. Yes. Yes. Gotta love Google. Absolutely. Thank you, ladies. This has been a pleasure, and I love what you've done here. This is going to help so very many people. Everybody needs to see the film Red Light. You won't regret it. It's an eye-opener, so definitely catch the film. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at tncradio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on tncradio.live. All of the material you hear on tncradio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of tncradio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at tncradio.live.